0: Yes, yes, yes. And with that immortal 8-bit battle cry, it's another episode of G.I. Joe Book. My name is Stephen. This is episode 283. It just occurred to me, 83, just like the year the Sky Striker was released originally. (laughs) We're going to be getting into some Sky Striker HasLab chat. We're going to be talking about some classic G.I. Joe cartoons and some slightly less classic G.I. Joe tunes. And we're going to be doing it with a special guest. But firstly, the usual roundup, lineup, team up. Of criminals, it's Paul. Hello, Paul. Hey, 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 how's it, Steve? And how's it, Bergforce? How's everybody? I hope you guys are all cool. Uh, um,
1: let's me. get ready to
2: rob oh, I like that this time it's Stephen with the dog in the background.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> it would happen to start barking when the podcast started, like he was in. I ninja. didn't even notice, he waiting. It. He knew, he knew. knew we were going live and he was like oh international (laughs) he's in he's about to do his podcast
2: (laughs) but let
0: that deter us boys because we do have a guest so everyone in their best behavior it's brian however if you are on the youtubes i would urge you all to check out Transfixed, which is a youtube (laughs) channel that specializes i suppose in fixing and taking care of vintage and new transformers little hints and tips but the guy does so, so, so much more. Starcom, GI Joe, you name it—it's there. Hello, Brian.
3: Hello. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on to, to ruin your podcast. I appreciate. It. Hey, we're <laughs> not
0: ourselves. <laughs> don't worry. You're the man to talk about our ruined Sky Strikers. I mean, our, our wonderful <laughs> Sky Strikers. It is sublime that we have Brian this week because not only did he receive his and has gotten well acquainted with it, but as I say, if you have checked out his YouTube channel, you know this man knows. How to make some quick, nasty fixes to some, some toys that just, just need a little bit of extra to push them over the finish line. But it, let's kick things off the proper Joburg way. Brian, your G.I. Joe credentials, we got to have them. Your sure. classic favorites. A figure from the G.I. Joe camp and Cobra camp that you enjoyed and your favorite vehicles. What sure. are they?
1: Mm.
3: Well, yeah, I, I, I've been into Joe for a long time, I guess. Probably this is the second year that it came out. Um, I have a hard time picking favorites, honestly, but uh, you want know, Joe Joe's first? I guess Joe should be first. Right?
0: Dude, um, we are captivated. <laughs> you okay. can't go wrong. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, like I said, probably uh, probably Outback, I would say, for the Joe team. Um,
1: mm. I think Tomarat
3: probably got the most play as a figure, but character-wise, I'd go with Outback because of that story arc that he had in the comics where he was in Borobia. Cool with the other yes. stalker and quick and them and uh, I just really love that story where he had to make his way you know back to the states on his own and hide from uh. the provokians I, I just really love that story it was amazing.
0: it's gripping man and yeah. told with so much heart like I I'm always reminded of like this wordless panel of Outback left behind uh, once once stalker and quick kick and snow job had been freed and returned back to the pit like he's kind of on the arts because everyone regards him with like contempt yeah it's like he abandoned them in the eyes of the joes but then stalker like rushes up to him and says man the only thing that kept us going in that hellhole was the thought that you made it out and you could tell everyone else like that is some very very strong storytelling kind of miss that these days (laughs) (laughs) but yeah brilliant brilliant What a great, great arc to gravitate towards. But now I want to know your your Cobra figure, man.
3: Cobra figure depends what day of the week you ask me. I kind of flip flop between Zartan and Firefly, Uh, but Mm. uh, I I would say Firefly is probably,
0: probably my favorite, at least to me. Oh, and all the Zartan fans out there, bite down on something hard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I just I think Zartan is off the wall in all the best ways, whereas Firefly seems, well, yeah, I, I suppose he's a. He's a cipher. He's whatever you imprint upon him because he's really just a mystery.
3: Yeah, he didn't get a lot of uh, media attention, I guess. it's not as much as our so.
0: <laughs> Until That's he that. became the faceless master, ironically. Oh. Oh, and then, then, then he got a lot of play. He <laughs> yeah. was soliloquizing inside the, the, the landlocked freighter, Hamlet style, with a, a skull in his hands. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> is this G.I. Joe or is this Shakespeare? <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, vehicles, bro this is where things get interesting because once again mm-hmm. you are into modification into repairs what vehicles rocked your world as a as a youth as a youth yes definitely
3: um that was easy for G.I. Joe this, the offstrucker um, just I know that that one is the one I played with the most um, it's I still have it. it's really filthy <laughs> because I was just always outside you know playing with my tracker in the grass or in the um, I had I actually had a lot of G.I. Joe stuff as a kid which is Kind of surprising to think back at because, you know, we weren't a wealthy family but <laughs> <laughs> But this guy's probably definitely got the
0: most That's Sorry, the all striker <laughs> It's a striker, all right. <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the, the great thing about G.I. Joe was always, it's, especially next to Transformers, it seemed that much more attainable and affordable. Like, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but my weekly allowance could afford a G.I. Joe every week if I so, choose, so, so chose to buy a G.I. Joe. I think the toy prices quickly outstripped my allowance because <laughs> I remember saving up for action figures beyond that. Like by the time we got the Toy Biz X-Men, I think it was like three weeks pocket money. But yeah, at least at the off, the late 80s, early 90s, G.I. Joe wasn't, wasn't the, 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 the rich kid's toy necessarily. Yeah, exactly.
3: That was a great thing. You could I just pick a figure on your yeah. allowance, as you say, right? Or if, yeah. I, if i mow the lawn then you know i can
0: get a vehicle so boy have things changed i don't know if kids are getting 20 to 40 dollars a week nowadays <laughs> whoopsie i don't know it's crazy though the, the
3: classified are they're 44 dollars here in canada right
0: oh my word yes i do ca- I, I remember catching wind on your channel of of your your recurring complaint that they are just too highly priced for what they are hmm got to get yeah. that marvel legends dollar in spite of the fact that hasbro owns the ip but you still okay. owe us a toy don't you brian your dun, classic dun, dun. cobra vehicle cobra. favorite
3: yeah that was a tough one I, I had to think about that um but i settled on the night landing of all things um
0: ah, the firefly uh... connection <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i, I just, get
3: that i love that yeah. little raft. you know i could just i could just imagine so many scenarios where i'd use it you know, sneaking up like Ditch hiding it, going to do a little mission,
4: go back.
1: To
4: the beach. I remember like for me, the first time I ever saw that was in uh, Mark Bellamo's book. Right. And I remember seeing it and going, okay, it's a plastic little boat. And the only little boat that I've had from GI Joe up until that point was Tracker's inflatable little um, dinghy um, oh, yeah. Zodiac. And uh, yeah, that was kind of a little bit of fun, whatever. But when I got that 50th anniversary re-release where they, they packed in the, the Cobra night landing, I couldn't believe how much fun I was having with that little night landing boat. It was just, and it's the most simple piece of plastic, but like you said, it's just full of adventure.
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: I totally get you on that. I feel you hundred <laughs> percent.
0: For a, a faction that has a pterodrome and you know all of the his tank, all of sort of the freaky, far out designs, it seems so real world, almost pedestrian. But, like, you pair it with someone like Firefly and an eel, and it just makes sublime sense. Cobra's up to no good, and they're using something bog-standard to do it in. Yeah. The stickers yeah. really make it for me. What is it mm. on the side? It's almost as classic as the 788, 788 from The Hiss. It's the same sort of typeset, but it's like 873 or... I don't know. Someone scream at me in the comments yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you can remember off the top of your head, and it has it's to be off the top numbers, of your head. Just
1: letters. <laughs> I don't want
0: Google foo. I want to know. Does anyone has anyone taken on board the classic numbering of the Cobra Knight Landing? Mm. I, I know. Yeah.
1: It bro, it mine's the in the lounge. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Oh. no cheating, man. There's no cheating. Uh, anyway. no, mine's they, they, in the
4: lounge, and uh, so I don't want to. Yeah, that's where. I was playing with oh, the Ninja <laughs> from Gazder.
1: No.
0: Oh. No. Amazing. 878. Eight. I wasn't far off. I said, uh, does say 873? Whatever. An 8 and a 3 are but uh, two rounded lines away so from So close. It. Uh-huh. Pat, pat yeah, on the back, right. Steven. <laughs> 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 I'm so clever. G.I. Joe shit. <laughs> 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 Brian, this week, or was it last week, when the Sky Striker landed at your HQ? can you tell us your story man
3: uh yeah sure well uh i it's the first HasLab that i backed um to be honest i don't really like i don't really like that they're, they're using that business model i don't think it's appropriate no. for a for a large company like that but, um, especially not sorry. when
0: giving us something which used to be a retail toy like this yeah. the uh-huh. sky striker let's just zoom out for a second what, why did hasbro lead with this or why did the gi joe team lead with this the sky striker is something that's almost ubiquitous in the community But no this one they assured us was packed with new features and new stuff and it's a it's a box full of things it's a bundle deal anyway i'm trotting all over your story brian (laughs) no that's okay um (laughs) yeah were you you home when it got dropped off or did it wind up on your porch okay um actually
3: i hadn't been home i think they they sent me a message saying that you have to be there to sign for Ah, it so uh, i'm lucky enough that i get to work from home so I was here, and I ran to the door, when, when it and it caught my Sky Striker.
1: Um and yeah, work I,
0: stopped for the day. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
3: <laughs> yeah, they—I uh, mean—they had me right. It was O-ring. It's, it's a Sky Striker. Um, um I have a daughter; she's uh, nine now, and she kind of likes GI Joe. I mean, not you know. Oh, perfect. But, uh, so I kind of uh, you know we play GI Joe sometimes. And I thought you know this is great. I'll get to get a, a vintage style uh, vehicle that we can open up together and play with, uh, which which we did. Although it, it didn't really. It didn't keep her interest for very long, but uh, anyways, it was that, that kind of made it worthwhile for me to do that. It was you know partly to share with her, partly to just relive my childhood and open up this this vehicle and get it to put it together and put the stickers on, uh, which was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, there were some disappointments along the way, but uh, it was it was fun. I, I I don't know if it was worth the uh, the price that they're asking for it, but um, but uh, at the time, like you know, I really wanted to have that that old experience again. You know, I had, uh, thought the uh, snake eyes at storm shadow over any figures so far but um, you know they get
0: packing
1: any figures on this one so they had me hooked hmm okay
0: well look I I always get a little bit triggered by the, the price coming up in conversation you know it, it's a little bit too much for what you get or it's bang on target for what you get or it's actually a generous price considering all the pack-ins because I mean an, if you are within the, the HasLab territories, sure, you get it at around that price, plus taxes and perhaps shipping. If, uh, I don't know, if shipping is excluded or included, uh, it depends on who you ask, it seems. Um, but for the rest of the world, man, like, G.I. Joe has a fan community all over the place. This this podcast is, is evidence of that. And, like, the means... I don't want to get into it, guys, but I'm... <laughs> Just another grown man on the internet whinging about his toy when it comes to shipping costs and using intermediaries and third parties and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a minefield out there for the rest of the fandom. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I was lucky if that it,
3: they shipped to Canada.
0: Sorry, I was lucky they shipped yeah, to Canada. I think it was about twenty
3: five dollars something, which isn't terrible considering the size of the box and so.
0: And the <laughs> weight. See, I wasn't. I, I was pretty surprised that like I've consumed absolutely every well, I can't say absolutely every, but a huge amount of the early reviews and unboxings. And I was fully aware of all the stuff that came packed in and how it was arranged in that box um, and the amount of cardboard that you've got in there. And still, I was surprised at the weight of this box. It's, it's not a light thing. And I've packed mm-hmm. toy boxes before to try and sort of move my collection around. And yeah, I would... I would, I would be very nervous with a box that heavy. It's the runway, yeah. They put the real <laughs> concrete in
1: there, uh, <laughs> steel reinforced. Um,
0: but yeah, it it feels like there's a lot jammed in there. I'm not surprised people are having, uh, I suppose, issues. The minton box collectors are are finding cards dinged and and wedged in there rather haphazardly. Hmm. It was bound to happen, and I, I feel for those 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 folks yeah. because what is your scope for a return if you do have issues and what is the oh. scope for everyone who wants to flip their second or third or fourth sky striker hmm.
3: I can comment a bit on that if you don't mind because um, I did have an issue with one of the figures I've got uh, my failsafe figure which is pretty cool um his, his elbow rivet didn't go all the way through so I had to contact oh. Hasbro about that um so yeah, what could did see, right?
0: Hasbro say? do they say yeah uh, Box it up carefully and return it, and we'll we'll address that. Pretty much.
3: I was curious too because you know usually I've contacted other companies when I've had problems before, and usually they'll give you a discount or they'll uh, let you keep it, send you a new one. Uh, so Hasbro, they did get back to me pretty quickly. Okay. They uh, they said they will exchange it, and they're sending me um, like a postage-paid envelope or package to return the damaged figure, and they're going to send me a replacement.
0: They'll send you a replacement of uh, the same value, <clears throat> so expect uh, yeah. a, a movie Storm Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said they,
3: said they sent you a new figure, but really,
0: uh, I guess oh. we shall see. I'm holding thumbs Ooh. for you, man, because I've seen some amazing, amazing responses from customer services, Hasbro customer services. So oh. everyone knows by now, hopefully, that Scarlet's crossbow that th- th- basically was a mold error the handle on the classic co- crossbow was absent uh, yeah. so either it had been cut off by the machinery or never part of the mold reproduction to begin with so people have been sending their pictures in of the the scars uh, the scarlets or, or trying to get the same kind of i suppose postage stamp get it back or get again a replacement hasbro customer services fire back with this response they say Thank you for providing this information. Please be assured that I've shared your concerns with the product team. Anyway, blah, 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 rhetoric. They say, in regards to the scarlet figure holding the crossbow, I have attached a picture <laughs> showing how the crossbow is intended to be held. Whoa. So they oh are God. denying that it has a problem and they issue the following picture taken from a no case. Way. Where the Sky Striker was displayed at a convention. They've got Scarlet <laughs> holding the crossbow at the site. We all know that's the site. It's offset to the, the left hand side of the crossbow because hopefully scarlet is holding it in her right hand. Oh my god.
1: Wow. <laughs> but wow. the ball,
0: they are definitely towing this line with a number of, of concerned writers in because. I saw another response on the internet. Hi, David. Thanks for your email. The G.I. Joe counterintelligence officer Scarlett's figure can hold the crossbow several ways. A few options shown below. Now she's holding it at the butt of the crossbow, and they have a second option once again, holding it on the site, and then a third option, holding it. Paul, I pissed myself when I saw this. It is is ridiculous. Now we have, we have
2: so what <laughs> what is the handle for then i I,
0: the I wish there was a third third option of like po- like posing scarlet sexily while like like seductively caressing the crossbow just oh, <laughs> and giggles it's like this is another option of how you can play with your doll yep. grown man stroking the it's, shaft you know oh, the oh, condescension, wow. the corporate speak, like well, I, customer I, services. I, I can expect that they've hmm, never held an action figure in their
3: lives. I don't oh, think wow. that they care about weapons. Issues. I really think that that's not something they want to pay attention to. Can I show you mine, though? I've got one here. Oh, Ooh.
0: please. a fix.
3: That's uh, not a fix, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. But <laughs> Hello. Um So I have my Scarlet here with her. Yeah. I, I was surprised about this crossbow thing but i have the original scarlet right here this mm-hmm. this is the crossbow you know anybody who has scarlet knows that crossbow has mm-hmm. a handle on it and a scope so i've, I've got my sketch uh yeah that's
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's clearly an error that's not supposed to be set up way and i also had an issue with um with uh scarlet having brown hair um
0: mm-hmm. i thought scarlet was supposed
3: to have red hair very
0: co- cover girly so hard mm. Hmm. any other issues that, that find... really bug you brian um, how's your landing gear
3: oh yeah that's right uh, i forgot about that the landing gear is a bit loose uh hmm. it does tend to fall down
0: does it set the gears in motion uh in your brain as a, a fixer of, of toys that need a little bit of extra um, do you start thinking of ways of of correcting that, or is it basically beyond saving? This is just a flaw that, had this Striker not been rushed, you know, as a as a crowdfunded venture, maybe the engineering would would have have had time to to ruminate on and come up with something themselves.
3: I don't know off the top of my head if that can be fixed. I think, um, I mean, I, I can see that it's assembled with screws, so it could be easily taken apart and. Mm. I haven't done that yet like, i'm mostly going to display
0: one on the stand to be honest so i haven't been too concerned but... the I nose mean, wheel i believe i mean i have seen on the internet thanks to man i, I wish I, I could credit them I'm, I'm afraid but yeah maybe i'll put it in the show notes if i find the link uh i've seen images of elastic bands that basically wrapped around the the inside of the cockpit and snagged the uh the nose wheel i don't know this is sort of a post that needs to be pulled all the way forward, in order for that um, that lower landing gear to that cover to be sucked up, sucked in. Um, anyway, that's that's one option. Another commenter said that's all very fine and well, but rubber bands wear out, and also it kind of hinders playability if you want to use the the seats to eject and stuff. Like you've got this bloody rubber band down there. Um, he said that basically the the ne- mechanism, the the the, the um, arrestor hook mechanism needs something in its forward position to lock it in place because if you push it all the way forward then it pulls up the front landing gear but because it's not got anything to kind of keep it from sliding backwards uh it's it's always going to plague it like it needs to yeah, be that's probably, re-engineered yeah,
3: it should lock in place somehow yeah let's say mm. I, I have to crack it open to see what that's looked like I haven't done that I haven't looked at any videos.
0: So well, if you ever choose to make a video about it, please uh, send me the link, man. I'll be all over that.
3: If I find a way, uh, the one thing I do know, like with transformers having loose joints, I usually put floor polish on them. I don't know if that can be done here. I have to open it up, but yeah, if there's anything that's kind of just uh, friction-based, uh, coat of floor polish will kind of give it some friction.
4: So, that which, be which floor don't polish don't. do you use? If you don't mind my asking. Uh, it used to be called the uh, Future Floor Polish. I think it's Pledge. Yeah. It just. Uh, yeah. I just—I had a feeling it was future, and sadly for us in South Africa, we can't really get future, but we have ways around it as well. So, I guess (laughs) I guess anything similar, any any clear floor polish, Mm. would probably do the trick. It just gives that. I like that. It's a good solution, actually.
0: Is someone smuggling cleaning materials into South Africa, Paul? Is there an illicit supply? Actually, (laughs) actually there
4: is. Actually,
1: (laughs) actually there is.
4: I I bought bottles of future. clear bottles of future from guys
0: who they get it from the duty-free shops.
1: Mm -hmm. We've got some
0: positivity (laughs) coming from GI. Gary in the chats, I do want to bring everyone's attention to. Well, it starts off by saying... Rushed is the key flipping word when it comes to the Sky Striker, that it was uh, also under budget. Yes, good. Thank you for, for mentioning that because, like, the people designing this had to do it under severe constraints the fact that it exists at all we should be grateful i guess but he also goes on to say that the nose wheel is an easy fix that the rear wheels do not extend over the center and (laughs) screw it i'm getting my screwdriver so expect a fix coming out of gary um Mm. yeah i'm I'm curious i mean i assume this is proliferated like absolutely every sky striker has this issue (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that uh, Scarlett's hair is bronze, so she can date two guys at the same time. Gary, you got an answer for everything. <laughs> and,
3: and Darren Cobb says she's undercover, so
0: I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Good boys, good boys. Thank you, Bergforce, always representing in the chats, keeping us honest and uh, throwing some humor our way.
3: The other thing with Scarlet, I have a heck of a time trying to get her helmet off after I.
0: I believe the clip is situated in the front. So if you lift the back first, you'll be able to get it up. Yeah. That's but I'm speaking always beyond my ken and using the knowledge of others because while I have consumed so much information on the Sky Striker, I myself am sitting with an unsealed, unsealed a sealed box why? because I don't know if I want the damn thing. Oh. I was lukewarm about it from the off. I was like, why is Hasbro doing this? why are they charging so much money why is it so difficult for internationals to get their hands on on this thing um you know do they do they not want my business i felt kind of butthurt by it i was like modern hasbro doesn't care about me Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't want me to have the toys that i so slavishly love and uh, worship on this podcast week to week but after getting over myself i and certainly after seeing how the, career, uh, career, how the campaign was spiking towards the end, I jumped in on it. Um, and, and so begins my long and, and, and stupid sob story um, with this thing. But it's finally here. And now I'm like, well, if it's not going to be the Sky Striker, it, it, all the Sky Striker it's meant to be, do I want it to begin with? I'm not a fan of the modern O-ring figures. They just don't feel right. They actually feel more knockoffish than the third party like black major stuff which may i just yeah. take this opportunity to say is getting really good like scary good paul that cobra trooper you bought me last year insane yes. it's cool so eh? good it's it's 90 yeah. percent there they even yep. they even reverse the rivets so like <laughs> it's they, they, they want to fool you nowadays well no, open yeah. it open sorry um <laughs> um well, yeah,
4: man. And I've got a steel brigade coming soon, which is exciting. Okay. Yeah. Also,
0: by the same third party producer.
4: Yeah. Uh, thank you, Skoltz, if you're listening to this. <laughs> nice.
0: So nice. Yeah. Look, I'm going to say that th- th- the thumbs are not terribly forgiving. Like, I, I, I put a stress mark on mine far too Ooh, early. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, i a little stress mark. I mean, I'm not, I'm taking my time and working these weapons in. But, yeah, look, the, the plastic on a vintage Cobra Trooper's thumb is so thin anyways. Mm. So, maybe the third parties should be trying to do the, the rubberized forearms. You know, I the agree. The softer plastic down there.
4: Yeah, because one of the like newer toys that I got, and I'm just going to use this moment to talk about it, is an Alley Viper, but I, it's a blue Alley Viper, but it's based on the version 2 Alley Viper. Um, And I think this is like a 2002 release or something like that. And he's great because he's got these rubbery hands and I don't have to worry about his helmet snapping off the pegs too much. Um, And yeah, it's just like I saw it and I was like, wow, that's unusual. I'm going to grab that, (laughs) you know, because these guys are so hard to get anyway um, that I I saw him for a steal and I just grabbed him. And yeah, the rubber thumbs, man, that that is a game changer. It's a serious game changer, especially on this one, because sometimes the... The later release, vintage releases with the rubbery thumbs, they can look a little bit chintzy sometimes. uh, But this guy looks good. He looks solid. So, I I get you there.
0: So, let's hope. Let's hope. um... Just to close the chapter of my sad Sky Striker sob story, boo, sure, shame, poor me. I got into contact with a guy who did a massive 16-part mini-series on the Sky Striker. Very discursive, very in-depth, like 16 videos. He does everything, the jet itself, the packaging, the figures. And I reached out to him and said, like, I'm sitting with a sealed box. I am lukewarm on this whole thing. Like what should I do? And his response was, was thanks for watching and great comments. I myself struggled with the same feelings as I created these videos. I found myself so frustrated. I had to pause the video and walk away for a bit. The worst issue was the sagging front landing gear. Then the figure issues came. At this point, I didn't want it anymore. Then the decal issues just aggravated me. They're, he's referring to the placement of the, the, the decals not matching the, uh, the sticker sheet or the, the instruction sheet, and some of the decals just not being present whatsoever. Um, anyway, uh, the decal issues for the artillery and fuel carts I just discovered after the completion of the series. I feel like HasLab should be premium the best of the best offering and perfect in every way. Then I realized it's Hasbro a company who wants to just make money and doesn't have the heart and soul of the collectors here for the brand. Um, mm. realizing nothing is perfect. I started to appreciate what I had. The plastic used for the jet is amazing. The features, playability, limited numbers produced outweighed the issues for me. I love GI Joe since I was a kid. I never thought I would have a sky striker like this in my life. So to answer your questions about keeping it or not, Yes, I would keep it. Open it up and enjoy it because I feel it's something special for real collectors that love G.I. Joe, YoJo. Thank you, Mr. Black Sky Reviews. I would suggest to anyone who wants to have absolutely every secret of Sky Striker unveiled before their very eyes to check out his channel. Link in the description below. Also,
4: Darren Cobb says, open the damn
0: box. It is a <laughs> toy and even a slightly botched toy needs to be played with. Hey, man, if it is botched <laughs> like Amen. this... This is another thing that crept into my mind yesterday. I've obviously been thinking about it way too much. People who bought (laughs) one and wanted to flip the rest now are having to crack open their sealed boxes anyways. Yeah. Because what buyer... I mean, you'd have to have a pretty ignorant buyer uh, who isn't aware of these latent defects. Um, You know, people... And I haven't even spoken on the fact that some people have had Cobra Commanders with two right arms like just misassembled out of the factory. Um, bubbles that are glued, glued offset from the sort of the the red or yellow, is it yellow? Anyway, the red sort of demarcation for the bubble, They kind of glued half onto the, the artwork. Oh God. Uh, Various, various issues plague this thing and you've got to almost, as a rule of thumb, open it up just to show your, your buyers. Uh, Bart Mm -hmm. Simon suggested in one comments thread, maybe you can say, you know, uh, buyer beware. Like there are issues, but I'm leaving it sealed. You can leave it sealed too, but it's as is. Please, no returns. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you you see if that shit can fly with PayPal or eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's boys. the
3: thing. For the price they're asking, it's it's got to be perfect. You know, like it's, I did, and another... I did, like the plastic. I mm-hmm. went. It feels good. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, no. I, I, I was going to support you on that score. Like, oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. for, for the price they they're asking, and the fact that it is a HasLab and a dream project, it absolutely should be perfect. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't have screw hole, screw holes everywhere littering the the underside.
3: It, it sets expectations. I mean, I did have some issues. Also, like my missiles are pretty loose; they fall off. Um, the sticker sheet that you mentioned, yeah, that was something I wanted to talk about too, because the instructions don't show you where to put. I think they show you maybe more than a third of the stickers, uh, and that's not even counting the optional ones. They just don't show. I had to. What I did is I went online to Three um, uh, D Joes and I looked up the mm-hmm. instructions for the original Sky Striker and used that as my reference to where to place them because it just it just doesn't show you where to put those stickers. There's also an outdated uh, graphic, the, the little fuel yeah, car It yeah, yeah. looks like an older design where there's a seat in it, so it doesn't really line up with the actual. Oh, yeah.
0: The line <laughs> art is, is, is just a reuse. they cut and pasted. Uh, did you notice, and this is uh, credit to Audible Insolute podcast or the Needless Things YouTube channel, Dave West was going through his and it's very evidently the 2011 Sky Striker graphic used for the, the sticker placement because you can see it's a single seat and you can see the ejection handles of the modern era Sky Striker. Like those uh, yellow. Right. Yeah. Pla- yeah. I mean, it's just, so this one has two
3: Vulcan guns on it. So yeah, they don't, it doesn't, it doesn't look like
0: the oh, picture. Okay. So they've made, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have the, are you saying they have two Vulcan guns on the graphic? Uh, no,
3: on well, am sorry. A toy. There's a Vulcan gun on either side of the cockpit. And the right.
4: Graphic yeah. It
0: shows well, it's just so, another yeah. example of it being a cut and paste from a previous, you so
4: think the, uh, the fiftieth sky striker then image, for that, if, if from what I can hear, because obviously I haven't seen it, but it sounds like the 50th Sky Striker image that you guys are talking about that's only got the one Vulcan, so could be because I, I, if 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 memory serves, and Steve, I think you're the one who clued me in on this. The 50th Sky Striker instruction 30th. manual, the 30th, 30th thank you. I keep saying 50th, sorry guys. Um, the thirtieth um, Skystriker in the manual. That line art, that drawing in the blueprints or whatever, is not the same as the vintage. I think it was. No, you who it shouldn't me be. That. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be either. No. But uh, I think we're just saying that this Haslabs line art is n- not correct to the, the mm. Sky Skystriker. It is clearly a reuse. And I mean, the most egregious is obviously the the support vehicles. Um, Dimensions, firstly, and the fact that you can see a seat. Or yeah, the... I don't know
3: how that vehicle supposed to operate. Is it a drone? It just drive
0: around the sky? I remote a... control. Exactly, <laughs> a, a drone. But but this is GI Joe we're talking about, and GI Joe of the '80s was famous for having their drone vehicles accept a figure anyway, like the mm-hmm. RPV, the Firebat, the Claw. Like Lightfoot's the trouble bubble thing. could be used as a drone, or no, you can't sit on like. I <laughs> <being> a shit. I a shit. Dickhead. The point <laughs> I want to make is like drones are not drones in GI Joe. Everything should accept a figure. So it's a shame that the fuel cart setup doesn't doesn't have any way for a figure to interact with it. That's oh,
3: carrying missiles too. That's not safe. Turn on the B
0: E T. That thing's gonna go berserk. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble. Keep that B E T far away from your flag. Oh I... my goodness. I've been seeing like a
4: lot of positive uh, comments from a lot of really big YouTubers. I don't want to name them here because I don't want people to think that I'm calling. Oh, them they out were paid off. I'm not. They were paid um, off. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't want to say any of that because these are guys whose like reviews and shows I really really enjoy. And but to be fair, they've always had a positive spin on most things anyway. And to I've seen a fair, lot of positivity behind the the
0: Sky Striker as well. I, okay, what I. The work I do for GI Joe book is a fraction of the work that some of these guys put into the brand, and yeah. honestly, I don't think they have the time to sit with a thing. It's like my Sky Strike arrived, bish bash bosh. I'm I'm gonna put the wings in, get some stickers on. Maybe I mean it, it's something that you spend hours and hours salivating over, pouring over the details, like getting it just right. Yeah. Um, certainly the fact that you've got so many decal sheets gives you so many options and just breaking your brain over figuring out which way you want to dress up your sky striker is it's a huge time sink. I just don't mm. think they have the time to really, really get into the weeds and say, mm, actually, you know what, if I think about this too much, I don't like the fact that uh, the wings attach. i, mm. I it's, it's like, it's so amazing that they have it. Like there's stars in their eyes to a certain degree. Um, yeah Yeah. lavish highly produced content takes time and it takes time away from your actual critique and enjoyment of the toy think about it like that the more time you put into the production of your review video the less time you actually have handling the toy you mainly just doing camera setups, making it look cool. Ooh, these blast effects are amazing. They're not just going to find their way into a draw and be forgotten for years to come. We will be given to Paul. You, know, but... yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can have, you can have <laughs> Paul. I was excited yeah. about the deck vehicles. I'm very lukewarm about them now. They look so cheapish. The fact that they have yeah. no color pops whatsoever, well, apart from the stickers that don't fit.
1: Boo! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They,
0: I didn't want to do a,
3: a video on this one just because I wanted to enjoy it for myself and not have to rush to put something on. Mm. So I just, I stayed up spending hours putting on all the decals and measuring where they're supposed to go just to get it perfect. And, um, so I think, you know, I was, I did notice the the problems that we're talking about, but overall I, I'm pretty happy with the jet. I think they dropped the ball with the figures. The card backs are a lot better. I'm glad they fixed that. But yeah, the figure mm. quality and, and like you said, the, uh, those little support vehicles uh, feel much, you know, they're, they're quite hollow. They're much like a, a knockoff type of toy. <laughs> but, uh, but at least the jet got some attention. It's, it's got some good things going for it.
0: Okay. Uh, has any, your I'm favorite thing one... about the Sky Striker then? Yes, yeah, please. That's right, right, exactly what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Let's put a pin in this chat and, and just end it on a positive spin, buddy.
3: Oh, uh, let's see. Favorite thing? I guess
0: just that it got made It exists. Uh, I like that it comes with... Uh, the black tail
3: fins you can have it uh, sort of look like the, uh, the box arch or the, the cartoon which the, did you
0: settle on uh, i i went with the black ones i wanted to look like i think in my mind my
3: mind's version of the sky striker is what i see in the cartoon and uh and the box so uh like i, I had a vintage sky striker for a while but um yeah it was kind of your bomb. bluff <laughs> i i
0: i have the feeling that they didn't have the black fins in the cartoon that it's a box art thing only it may have been both, you know, it might have just been back and forth.
3: I, I think I did see some images of it with
4: both colors. Uh, I wouldn't lean too hard on the cartoon for Canon on that. <laughs> no. Because that changes. <laughs> so that's the image here yeah, that
2: he remembers from the cartoon. Yeah.
4: Nice. Yeah. Can't take yeah. that away. Most That of the, I would yeah. rely on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like the comics inspired all of my play as a kid, but the cartoon has that, you know, gives you the visuals and, um, and the voices of those characters. So some of that sticks with you too. But, um, mm. Yeah, just, I don't know, for some reason to me, maybe it was the box, but uh, I like that it had that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't need the Cobra figures. I guess I just, I guess I just liked that it got made, even though it was in a, in a format that I, you know, didn't. Really. Oh, and the tampographs are nice, too. It's nice that some of the, instead of stickers, that some of that graphic is, is tampographed right
0: on there. Unless you wanted to make it a Cobra Jet. Sorry. Negative Nancy <laughs> over here. Like, <laughs> no, no Joe, no Joe, anyone? <laughs> but who wants to do that? <laughs> there are a few. I, I was speaking to a buddy just the other day, in fact, and uh, he got two. He wants the one to be classic Joe and the other, well, heavily um, leaning towards the, his, his son's wishes. Um, he, he They want it to be the Cobra version. So, hmm. no Joe indeed. Or is well, it supposed to be sure. G.I. No? <laughs> I suppose either is humorous enough. G.I. No... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't
0: know, but
1: yeah, I don't get it.
0: It's oh, funny. All right. Let's close the chapter on Sky Striker for now. But uh, you know me, guys. This is always going to be an ongoing <laughs> palaver. So, as and we'll when even I do open it. open it, yeah, exactly. Find um, out next episode on G.I. <laughs> then I'm going to unload on, on all barrels, um, <clears throat> particularly at Hasbro for this. Sp- fucking lab business model to begin with. But anyways, guys, we are once again wanting to devote a portion of this episode to classic G.I. Joe medium. Medium? Yes. Media, that one. Media. Last time we were here, we talked about issue number one and issue number 300. We're going to do a similar thing with the cartoons in that we want to talk about a classic, old school cartoon and also something that's perhaps a little less old school. I mean, it occurs to me now that the the Renegades TV show is now over 10 years old. Yikes. What? So it's, yeah. it's plenty old itself. But we are here to talk about the first, well, at least in terms of its air date, the first the episode, episode. Yeah. Yeah. of the G.I. Joe cartoon, Countdown for Zartan. And then compare and contrast it to the first episode of The Renegades called The Descent Part 1 um i have no idea how best to tackle this maybe we should go old school first and then go new school yeah 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 That's... okay well let me In a, uh... positive right <laughs> yeah oh really yeah, hey
1: <laughs> those, those
0: wow. them fighting words who did a summary for this episode i Countdown i did a summary episode. for this oh I, I wow a summary. i love i love this
4: um animation series so i relish the opportunity Anyway, uh, let's start with the summary then. Okay, uh, hold on. Cobra Commander sends his most aggressive care bear, Zartan, to intercept Doctor Metier, who is on his way to hand over all of his country's information on terrorism into a big anti-terrorism computer. Zartan, disguised as Doctor Metier, plans to blow up the Worldwide Defense Center. Unfortunately for Zartan, he is made by the Joe Team. Eagle, Freedom. In a dramatic transformation that no doubt harkens back to his days as a stripper, Zartan reveals himself and demands to be taken away. Zartan's bomb is set and the countdown begins. Zartan should be out of harm's way and his plan is a success except he's detained in a holding cell within the Worldwide Defense Center. Whoops. Zartan is reliving a terrible Chipotle experience as he sweats bullets in his cell. Time is running out and the cell has no ablution facilities. Will Zartan escape from his own wicked trap? And will G.I. Joe manage to find the bomb in time? Spirit, who was captured earlier, manages to escape imprisonment from a cobra facility, rescuing Dr. Mertier and blowing up the Cobra base in the process. G.I. Joe saves the day and that can now easily poison Dr. Mertier with gung ho's gumbo, thus securing their jobs as G.I. Joe. And that is countdown for Zotan, that from is, wow. a certain point of view. <laughs>
2: Excellent. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot more com- that's a lot longer than my my summary. <laughs> sorry, man. I wanted it
0: to be
4: shorter, and I just I had to throw in the Chipotle joke. You I'm had sorry, to, of
2: course, of course you did. It makes
0: but Rob, we thank you for me. doing the work, my friend. Yeah, it seems <laughs> it seems Paul's enthusiasm could not be uh, tempered on this. I'm sorry, Robbie. Can't stop. Brian, tell me, man, how was the reception of the cartoon in Canada? Did you also have it sort of in the afternoons after school, or did you catch this episode on reruns, or is this something that you encountered as an adult? what's yeah, your personal I mean, history
3: uh the first yeah we always got it on tv after school too much so yeah i like watched this and yeah i, really, I like this episode um it, we also catch on I mean, weird times like sometimes they showed show G.I. Joe on the weekend uh, a couple times the miniseries are broadcast like eight o'clock at night which is a rare treat i don't know how that happened but, <laughs> but yeah usually it's the afternoon
0: and uh, i like mm-hmm. this episode it's pretty good i yeah, loved this episode it seemed to mm-hmm. have so much jammed into it. I mean, it focuses on Zotan, <laughs> which is a favorite. But I think it's more infamous for its opening scene. Paul, do you want to <laughs> speak to that? <laughs> the ninja is a weapon! <laughs> Storm Shadow punches a tank to death. Yes. Incredible. Street Fighter. It's a great... Um, yeah, absolutely. So Street Fighter. And I mean, it's a, it's a great... I suppose line in the sand between the dreadnoughts who are totally uncouth but very violent and have superior weapons apparently which can just rip through tanks and burn buildings down off their foundations amazing um and and storm shadow who just uses his fists and is like yeah I'll have you Cobra recruits doing like yoga poses (laughs) that's
1: pretty cool the scenes of standing crane yeah, it's great. I've heard, I've yeah, it's, a it is. It
2: is cool to see cobra training because, like, you get to see the kind of like cobra training uniforms. Yeah, which, which you've never really seen
0: before. Yeah, it, instead it's of just, giving it's them cool like, setup. instead of giving them vests and shorts, they're doing their training in like balaclavas, like full which on is so brutal. <laughs> you I suppose. Yo. Yeah, maybe it's all part of the psychology of cobra. It's like you are going to sweat yourself to death. To uh, yeah, finish this, training. yeah, mm-hmm. but um, there is one like cool instance in the show
4: that I don't know if it's like intended, if it's just my brain likes to link it. Is uh, Storm Shadow's tank chop that he does, <laughs> he also uses against Spirit in a fight, and Spirit manages to like block it, not like explode. manages to deflect <laughs> it, and not, <laughs> not well, obviously, I mean, because if you got hit by it, he would have exploded. Um, and He's I love that it. because I was like. Because I'm dying to do a voiceover of this, and I just want to be like,
1: "Tank jump! <laughs>
3: like, he was trying to use the the pressure points of the tank, and they didn't work on spirits.
4: So. Yeah, oh, spirit is, is in goes, the tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, w- there's another great line in this show. Um, anybody want to? Anybody want to wager a guess or hazard a guess at what that line is? Oh, there's or so this? many, man. There's so many, but my favorite. I gotta say, guys, laughing gas.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good. Are you talking Is about. He, it? He's not American, he's British. British. <laughs> yeah, like or
0: Australian? I don't know. <laughs> the, ac- the accent work has always been very broad, uh, but we knew less about dialects back then. Like, I, it was the 80s, man. You couldn't, like, YouTube, how do you say gas in Australian?
2: Gosh. Guess. Guess. Gosh. <laughs> guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Rob, how did you find this episode, man? Because you're always a little, little lukewarm on the classic cartoon. You're like, this well, is Well, it dumb. was interesting. That's I a mean, it, it, kind
1: of,
2: it kind of does It does prove up, you know, it, it proves uh, Brian Wright in that uh, Firefly is better than Zartan. Because mm. even though Zartan mm. is able to fool Cobra Commander, like the instant he gets into that facility, he's just... <laughs> He's cowering in the corner. He's yeah. so bad. He's like, <laughs> uh, yes, so you're that person that I don't know anything about, and I have totally planned this mission out, and I know all of the people in this room, and i uh, are very good at getting into roles. And um, he 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 breaks under pressure by the end of the episode, which which I find very interesting. He's somewhat he's of a coward, you know,
0: not not really able to stay in character.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. actually quite bad at it in this episode. I mean, it's cool that he's able to do it, but he's just hes so bad at it. It's
3: <laughs> like, it... It kind of sad. We get to see all of his, uh, his camouflage
0: abilities, too.
2: Yeah. I'm I still mean, trying he, to figure out how, to how see that how works. Good he is. Oh, the whole like turning invisible thing and then how he hates the sunlight. I mean, I don't think yeah. they ever explain that. No. Uh,
3: <laughs> apparently, he can go. I'm pretty sure he was out in broad daylight when he was in disguise, but then.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly I, I, I guess right. the, yeah.
2: the disguise is over his own flesh so it doesn't bother him as much mm. look
0: by the time G.I. Reckon... the movie came along Zartan seemed to have gotten over his fear of the sun yeah. and perhaps mm-hmm. even earlier I'm sure there are plenty of sequences where he's in broad daylight and yeah where's my sun cream and what the hell's up with doc seriously I
4: mean he gets touched on the shoulder he's like oh
2: <laughs> no, it, 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 they set up pressure points earlier in the episode. So you yeah, <laughs> pressure pointed him, you know. Could you get him.
1: uh <laughs> <"Kuchy-kuchy."
2: laughs> Doc Falls? But of no course no. they send Doc to go and, and get to Zartan. I mean right? the Joe team aren't even taking him seriously at this point. But
4: now the cool there there is something about this episode that I find super intriguing is that there is a bit of an issue with Zartan and Doc in the comics. Uh Steve. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Don't they have a thing? Like, aren't they? Lovers, Isn't Doc... Yes. yes, no, they definitely they have are. a romance. That's, no, I, I mean don't know, like Paul. Doc
2: and Zartan. I remember
4: really. I, I remember okay, so like Doc having a grudge against Zartan for some reason or the being afraid only, of Zartan.
0: The only Doc Zartan uh intrigue that springs to mind, man, is when uh in the aftermath of Zartan and Ripcord's duel on Cobra Island uh zartan he he gets hit while he's impersonating ripcord and therefore the joes take him on board i think it's the whale they basically Mm -hmm. recover ripcord's ripcord inverted commas ripcord's body Mm -hmm. uh but it's actually zartan and doc's like "This, this is weird there's there's a bullet hole in the the uniform but but no corresponding wound and no, this, this guy's wounds don't match up to the, the wear and tear on his, his gear. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, Doc was the one okay. who was almost... He was almost going to blow the whistle on the fact that they were not recovering Ripcord's body, but in fact, Sartan's body in disguise as Ripcord. But I okay. can't, can't think of anything oh, else. Oh I'm just getting
4: it happened. confused with uh, Atlantis Factor.
0: Oh, well, with Atlantis Factor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is Sorry. it Atlantis Factor? Yeah, yeah, there was still this, yeah. this little toy video that we did. You Know we yeah. throw them in, playing with their toys, where uh, dude, it like it, it, it like sticks in my head. This is crazy, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Has that entered yeah. your mind as like part of GI Joe canon? The canon, so yeah. Uh. So, yes, for 20, anyone <laughs> who's not familiar with Blazing Sand Part Five, uh, Zartan is uh, impersonating Hawk. Uh, Hawk in inverted commas gets shot and winds up. No. Oh, God. I'm forgetting my own. Oh, thing. they're just going to anyway, have to watch it, Steve. <laughs> Z- Zartan <laughs> as Hawk is trying to silence Doc and kill the real Hawk, like finish off the job. So he goes into the infirmary and they have a fight. And uh, yeah, Doc's about to put an intravenous needle into Zartan as Hawk to try and knock him out. But Zartan catches Wise and they have a fight and it's exciting, I think it's super exciting yeah
4: <laughs> you guys have to check it out it's great i need to actually check it uh, out again um clearly yeah but you're but confusing the it with classic in my head
0: yeah. classic <laughs> cartoons it's me and me and larry
2: so, yeah. and so, so rob you hated mind. the
0: episode i take it
2: no no i'm not saying that okay. i just, I just it, it's very it's very uh hokey you know you, you compare it to mm. the comic books like straight up it's like but it, i mean i overall i enjoy the development and i loved it everything happens in one episode it's like a good issue of the comic book where, like, it's, there's a setup, uh, you know, the whole battle occurs, and the follow-up to the battle, um, and there's just a lot of cool action in it. Um, even though, yes, he is a bit of a buffoon, Zartan, it's, it's cool that he does, that's his plan, is to enter this place. He uses, uh, you know, Storm Shadow to sneak his bomb into the facility. I mean, he did think about it, but obviously not enough. Um mm. But yeah, I think overall it's, it's 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 a fun episode and it's a cool start to the entire series because I mean, not only did they lose their base, Cobra, but now they have to kind of like get set up somewhere else. I mean, they essentially destroy themselves in their attempt to destroy this anti-terrorism database.
0: May I just say that my favorite animation trope has got to be how everything is just 20 minutes away from each other? Uh-huh. So, the Joes yeah. catch wind of trouble at the World Security Center. That's what it's called. Um, so they hop in their Skyhawk's and dragonflies and they're there almost instantaneously that's fine that's you know that's that's a you can you could probably fly from one state to the other but it felt like the world uh security center was was in another country it kind of had mm. international flavoring to it like dr metier he he drove from his hotel to well maybe it is in the states who knows but what is even more astonishing is that storm shadow knocks out uh, spirit, or is it Zartan? One of them manages to KO Spirits, and oh no, it is Zartan who sneaks up yeah, behind Zartan, him yeah. and denies Storm Shadow. Like this Storm Shadow, on the one hand, a... is saying, "We have to finish this conflict, otherwise we will both be destroyed." And then, almost within the same breath, he gets pissy with Zartan for finishing it for him. He's like, "No, I was meant to finish this. <laughs> no honor. I'd rather be vaporized by the bomb." Anyways, besides the point. Within moments, Storm Shadow has, has carried on his shoulder, Spirit, to the Cobra base.
2: So th- that tells me it's within walking distance hmm. of...
1: Well, that's the, why they the were so spirit. worried
2: about this database coming online, because then they would realize that the, that the Cobra base is right there. But also, it's close <laughs> Where enough your neighbors? that Freedom can fly <laughs> to the G.I. Joe base to fetch the, the G.I. Joes. But yeah, that's always been the did. thing with the cartoon. I
1: think Everything is as
2: close... Special, than that. <laughs> or as far Was that as Brian? They are they in Springfield? Mm-hmm. Well, hum- yeah. there are so many Springfields. Yeah. Oh
0: well, that's a great segue because in the modern cartoon that we're about to chat about, um, yes, absolutely, it's it's set in Springfield. They've taken on a bit of uh that canon, which has mm-hmm. always been, I suppose. I mean, it's both prevalent in the comic books, obviously. And it even gets Gets play quite famously in the this the the cartoon uh in there's no place like springfield i think it is the one and two Uh parts with shipwreck being abducted by cobra and being convinced that that the the the, the cobra war is over we've won so you can now declassify all that information that you have Mm, you know brilliant anyways we will eventually get there but right now i think it's time to talk about the descent part one cobra is legitimate business in this universe a massive multinational corporation involved in big pharmaceuticals information systems and arms a seemingly random group of u.s army soldiers who have never met before comprising of duke ripcord roadblock and tunnel rat are selected to accompany Scarlett, a junior officer and army intelligence to springfield where a massive Cobra headquarters is located. Along the way, they encounter a very cold welcome, get assistance from a mute ninja called Snake Eyes, get involved in a firefight, encounter Mindbender and his blue, gloppy bio vipers, and almost become bio vipers themselves. They escape and destroy much of the facility in the process, but lose record and the evidence of Cobra's illicit activities in the process, leaving this ragtag group with. All the blame for the incident. Only one man can help them. General Clayton Abernathy. But without evidence, there's nothing Hawke can do. General, nice. Brian, Brian, you can yes. kick us off as our guest. What are your early thoughts on the Renegades? And had you seen this show before?
3: Yes, I had. Um, yeah, I'll watch anything that's GeoJoke. Uh, it was... Awesome. Uh, Man. Um, I mean, <laughs> I appreciate that, you know, they kind of try to reinvent G.I. Joe every, you know, certain number of years for a new audience. Uh, so I, I, you know, I think this is aimed at a younger audience. That's okay. Um, I mean, the biggest problem for you is the art style. I know it's probably a lot of people's problem with this show. I don't care for the art, mm. but the story was okay. okay. I wanted to also mention, like, that episode of, that we just talked about was written by Christy Marks, right? And she's she's a prolific uh, screenwriter for, like, any cartoon you've ever seen and, and especially Jim. Uh, this one i don't know who wrote but i you know i'm okay with gi Joe being kind of like an 18 and uh, cobra being changed around i guess that's okay with me but um i just didn't really didn't really get past the art style i guess so. <laughs> and some of the dialogue i could have done with oh. less
2: a lesser record personally
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow no i
4: am um...
2: you're a code name
0: <laughs> I Paul, I, as I, a guy who's involved in a lot of modern animation currently,
2: what's
4: oof,
0: your opinion? Yeah, I got, opinion well, I, got a lot?
4: I got high marks for this show, dude. Like, like I, I this is my thing. I absolutely love the character design. I think it's really, really great. And the guy, I think his name is Clement Solvay, Um is his name, uh, is the, the character designer for this. Shame. Sadly, he passed away. It's actually one of the reasons they had to stop the show. Um, but mm. Wow, I absolutely love the character design and, and I really liked how it translated into toy form as well. And it, it was a nice departure from the regular kind of trying to make everything look super realistic. It is cool to see them lean, lean into this kind of tune feel. Sorry, I know I'm digressing into the toy side of things, but that's why I like it so much. It just translated so well into toy form. And it was cool enough for me visually. And And I mean, listen, don't get me wrong, dude. If you don't dig it, I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. I just, I really like it. What I do take issue with, but I do understand why they've done it this way, is the backgrounds mostly suck. Um, they're very <laughs> rushed. No, like seriously. We're
0: speaking but, directly to Paul's specialty now. Oh, yeah, man. So, they
4: should have hired Mr. Lopesha. Oh, dude, I would have so been there. But I know why they, they produced it that way. Because uh, one thing about the show that stands out, and I, I don't think people realize how much effort goes into it but action scenes it's got a lot of action and a lot of action happening from different angles you know it's like multiple cameras happening and so they're trying to keep the backgrounds consistent and interesting but they can't you know detail the hell out of them i mean as somebody who spends four hours sometimes doing a background that gets correct corrections on where i have to spend another hour to do the corrections then sometimes it, the director will see it and it'll play out in a rush Then we'll get feedback again, and we spend another maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Okay, so what are we looking at? Like six hours, seven hours on one background. That is literally a second of footage, like literally. There's enough. You you only uh, there are times when if like Celia watches any of the rushes that I that I have from the show that I'm working on, I literally have. I've actually spoken to Celia and said, please, when you watch this, watch it. Don't look away. Don't do anything watch it because if you look away for a second and it's one of my backgrounds it's gonna annoy me (laughs) because like it's it's like a blink or you miss it so i understand from a production point of view why they went that way i just don't necessarily love it Uh, i think some of the design for the backgrounds is very very haphazard it's it's a bit crazy but otherwise yeah altogether great show i love the action i love the writing i think it's really directed and really well directed and i also feel it was a gem that was super unappreciated in its time and i think people wanted too much from it uh, to be fair so this episode no well yeah well the show in general but yes this All episode right. is great and watching this episode reminded me of that because i remember when this episode is coming out we had to download them and uh it was one of those like you know i was like i was really excited for the next one and the next one and the next one and checking it out and i think um uh I can't even remember the name of the guy's channel anymore, but he used to have a really great website and he would also do like a synopsis on every episode and it was exciting. And there was a lot of energy and excitement about the show and it ultimately just failed sadly. But looking at this first episode, it still shocks me that it did because it's so good actually. Um, And that's enough Paul gushing. (laughs) Well, it's somebody interesting. I mean, yeah, Yeah.
2: I'd I'd probably agree that I prefer the art style of the original series to this one. I'm not saying it's not, good it's it's good but it does feel less smooth and uh, i like the more of the detailing of the original series i think in in general animation in the 80s um is better than stuff that's come out more recently not to not that i've seen every second of paul's work on on animation these days no but shame um, but uh, rob i agree with you <laughs> for the uh, most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so animation style i think is, is pretty decent overall it's interesting it's a it's a new look it's a fresh look for gi joe um, and I suppose they want to kind of make it stand out and make it look different from what has come before. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting the, the, the entire concept that they kind of, um, you know, they're kind of applying the GI Joe idea to a different concept. You know, like now, G- Cobra is the established good, you know, good guys, and GI Joe is the guys on the run. And yes, it literally is basically a team. Um, I think I think that's always the, the impression I've always had of it and I think that comes across quite strongly. Um yeah, and it it kind of it's kind of like a like a cold start or kind of like a very rushed start where things just happen. You know, it's like we're choosing you guys and you're going with this lady to the space and and why are we going there? Oh we don't know, just for reasons. And then the cobra guys are like, Oh, wait a minute, these are army people, they wouldn't be here for no reason. But they don't have a reason to be here. Let's attack them, and then, for some reason, Scarlet's convinced that Hawk will help them without ever having met Hawk, and Hawk never, ha- never ever having met her <laughs> either. <laughs> so it's True. it's very surprising that she's so convinced that that like, I know he's going to be able to help us. I was right about Cobra being evil, so uh, he'll be able to help us defeat Umbrella. I mean Cobra.
0: Um, Bit of of a contradiction there. Like, Scott (laughs) seems so composed and so sure of herself at every turn, yet Hmm. she's just this big conspiracy theorist who is backed up by absolutely no one. But these Hmm. are just ways in the stakes being set. Like, I'm going to give that a wide pass because...
2: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, they're setting up the I think it gets to
0: the point really quickly. And it does that interesting thing that that Paul's been always uh, having an infatuation with, and that's a legitimate face of Cobra. Like mm. Cobra in the eyes of the world are these saviors and they are looking after our best interests. But actually, they are on skirting legalities and and their science is completely illegal and unethical. And Scarlet is a whistleblower. So th- there's almost like this this corporate watchdog aspect to G.I. Joe renegades. That the Joes are not so much soldiers fighting this battle against a terrorist organization as they are like well, exactly that. Like these kind of um legal eagles these watchdogs yeah, it's, it's an interesting Food and <laughs> <drag> <laughs> <men>. <laughs> yeah. i remember being kind of put off by this notion originally it seemed like once again politics playing a heavy hand in our kids entertainment or grown-up kids entertainment and the fact that in the 80s you couldn't do a war cartoon so they made it about terrorism but in the noughties in the 2010s you can no longer do a kid's show about terrorism. So what does that leave you? Oh, well, Cobra's, I mean, G.I. going to go off to big business. We can do that, right? Big <laughs> pharma. <farmer. laughs> Interest, yeah, interesting times <laughs> we live in now. Um, I, I don't know what G.I. Joe fights now. I mean, I guess they fight ninjas, evil ninjas. I, That's <laughs> what G.I. Joe does. I still, maybe I'm naive.
3: I still don't understand why you can't have terrorists as the bad guys.
0: Yeah, because they are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> what do your terrorists look like? Mm, I don't know. I mean, there were <laughs> there were
3: naysayers in the era age. People say, "No, no, we can't have a military," but they just pushed ahead and did it anyway, and it worked. So. <laughs>
1: But to, usually, to, to, to yeah. put a positive
0: spin on all of this, like while I was off put by it back in 2010 or 2011 when I first watched it, and I was like, I don't want to watch the A team G.I. Joe adventures. I want to see Sky Strikers. I want to see big battles. This is not going to give me that. It's a very subtle, on the run kind of show. And this sets it up quite sublimely as that. But now I'm like, yeah, this is a tight show. The scripting mm. feels tighter like all the gags kind of have setups and payoffs it's very snappy it's very like we know we're writing a cartoon but we're definitely playing it towards an adult's audience um so it feels like it's made for us in a sense that the Sunbow cartoon classic as it may be is kind of dumbed down and very much pointed towards children watching this over their their after school lunch or i don't know <laughs> 8, 8, Eight o'clock at night, if you were lucky enough. But to be like fair, dude, also, like, oh, go for it, Brian. Brian, oh, have it.
3: Um, um, I mean, this is more for later episodes. But I also like the concept of having like a, a character of the week. You know, they have some episodes where you know
0: oh, a yeah, new yes. member, commander,
3: Cobra person, so they got a little showcase that. I, I got to kinda... push those
0: other toys into the line. You know? <laughs> or we want to do a classic airtight. Well. We, we got a pen and issue, um, an issue, an episode of the cartoon for it. Then, yeah, um, smart. Although, uh, Steve, uh, it just so happens that Canton to
4: Zartan is one of the few GI Joe episodes that teaches you something about um military hardware that is quite surprising, like the whole plastic uh, explosive thing. You know, when he throws oh. the ball and he's like, by itself, it's nothing. <laughs> but if
0: you put in a detonator, and I was like. Wow, <laughs> they got away okay. with
4: that. That's, that's <laughs> set, set up some payoffs
0: as well. Like that's yeah. some, some pretty smart writing too. And look, they hang a big lantern on the fact that Zartan is using a digital watch so that he has an accurate readout of the the bomb's timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doctor Metier uses an analog watch, so ooh, red flag, red flag. But here's yeah. the the funny thing: like it seemed like Zartan armed the timer on the bomb we're jumping back to Sunbo in case anyone had not noticed um it <laughs> seemed like he armed the bomb by pressing a control on the watch like that's what set the timer so when gung-ho pulls the switcheroo and resets the, t- the the watch I mean maybe the, the 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 radio signal doesn't transmit or maybe that's not how it works but like it just occurred to me shouldn't the timer on the bottom have reset yeah, that could have been a no, big it's whoopsie. Very, it's very <laughs> and, irresponsible. And then at the end, he's like, hmm, it should be this wire. Oh no, it's not. Let me <laughs> well, put it back. Let's
3: get the jungle guy to disarm the bomb. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. All but the it, wrong specialties. It is very yeah.
2: really smart writing, though, of all. I mean, the, the original mm, episode, yeah. the Samba episode, because there is set up okay. in this payoff. And there's reasons for why certain things occur. you know there's you notice that the watch is wrong. the characters you know the, and it has to be a digital watch um, because it's easy to kind of like work with um, So I think overall both both episodes are interesting they have good setups for themselves. I mean the first one for within itself and this one I think is obviously setting up a lot of stuff in its own world and trying to establish like what is Cobra what is GI Joe in this in our version of GI Joe and Cobra. And yeah. I think both did a good job of. Um, f- I think both, but both are very well written episodes. I also love that exciting um,
0: start. Then, oh yeah, and back to
4: yeah, yeah, and back mm-hmm. to renegades. Like some of the things that I really love. I mean, like high points for me. I mean, aside from all the gushing I did earlier, but like to put it in point form, I love that they've made some of the characters kind of unlikable. Uh, <coughs> Scarlet, they make
0: Scarlet very unlikable <laughs> um, on the off set. I am the which superior what, officer the superior exactly. option how many times does she remind duke that she's calling the shots which
4: and i love an that, interesting that is,
1: power
0: you know, reversal yeah it's
4: good and it's also very brave and it's a very good like lesson to like younger viewers as well you know about modesty and and you know and not
0: Do no not
4: but <laughs> that but like also like duke takes it in his stride as well you know and he also understands there's a chain of command etc etc but like that kind of thing comes across quite nicely i love how insidious cobra is like how it's got its um tendrils in everything and how you know you even have the whole military conspiracy that's happening and and to put that in a cartoon is great because you know that's that's giving the storytelling an extra layer uh which it's cool if you're like a grown-up and you're watching this with your kids, because obviously you appreciate that. And your kids also appreciate it on a different level. And then um, making the Joe's kind of young. Well, I know I'm seeing it a lot in the comments here as we're chatting, but making the Joe's quite young was a good thing because a lot of military recruits are quite young and, and it does add to the whole greenness and it does make them kind of relatable to the audience that they're trying to target. I feel Uh, so. I I like that as well. I I enjoy that. And then once again, man, the action in this show is just fantastic. It's so mm. cool to see Joe's shooting things and doing military stuff and being overpowered and then you know having to take cover and I love that. And then the bio is just you know having something fun to blow up on screen is just it it's it's a visceral experience and it's great. So yeah, I've got a lot of love for renegades.
0: Clearly, Good stuff. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious though, gents, like I, I do want to get some positives and, and maybe some criticisms out of both Brian and Rob, but shall we rate these episodes against one another? And bearing in mind guys, uh, at least for the permanent members of this podcast, we're going to be spreadsheeting these ratings. So you're going to have to stay, stay consistent with what's to come and what's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe leave some room <laughs> for, <laughs> for things to get better or worse. Um, Brian, we, let's start with you, man. Can you pull your highest points from both shows, your lowest points, and rate them both on a scale of one to 5 Yojo Yo-Jo
3: Ooh, one to five Yo-Jo's. Um, Yeah, well, I prefer I prefer the old cartoon, but you know, that's because old... I prefer everything that's old. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess I would give the Countdown for Zartan, uh, i give that a four out of five, I guess. Mm. And I, uh, yeah, I like the story. Um, It it was kind of sad seeing Zartan like fall apart, as you guys mentioned, there. but uh, uh, I thought it was fun. And um, Renegades, uh, like I said, I I don't like the art, but everything else was good. I like the the characters except for the the code name thing was a bit annoying, so I'm going to take a point off for that. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned it.
1: (laughs) So
0: throughout the whole episode, now this is an example (laughs) where the the writing is not not tight. Uh, Ripcord is, is busy doling out. Code names, just just haphazardly. He's like, pick a lane, roadblock, because roadblock's walking rather slowly and, and is getting in Ripcord's way. So that's how that name sticks. And what you've been walking around a sewer tunnel rat, because tunnel rat smells bad. Apparently, like they seem very wedged in. I don't like that.
3: I don't know why. Like, I mean, I think it's fun just to have code names because they're military. Yeah, officers, right? but
0: uh, absolutely.
3: I mean, you can do that, but I don't see why,
0: it's, why it's, you can ignore uh, rip Uh, yeah, you, you, you could just have them have code names from the outset. And because, how do you explain Duke? Yeah, he, I mean, he's got his, his code name right up front, they call him Conrad Duke Hauser. Um, anyway, it's well, that's why he would to have
2: their code names because he had his already had a cool nickname, so he was like, ah, I want everyone asked to have nicknames. It, picked it, like cool it
0: it was forced did, and it was unnecessary that's the only yeah. oh yeah i yeah,
4: yeah no I,
1: okay yeah it is I, it is I, I just, it is so what, 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 how,
2: well, how would you rate uh, otherwise right so otherwise i'll give that i'll
3: give it a three out of five and uh like you guys talked about i think the story was pretty good and the, the writing was all right so and, and yeah the action was pretty cool even though they had the yeah, laser guns and um, I think it's it's probably smart having the bio vipers because you know, I get you don't want to be you can't be shooting people or having the, the walking through the field of laser fire like in the old show. So <laughs> are a good way to have an enemy that you can actually shoot at. So
2: uh, Yeah, they kind of like uh, moved away from robots and made them into bio thing monsters. But guys, we
0: do see human characters taking hits. Scarlet gets hit immediately and she just she goes into shock and it's kind of after the flashback concludes, she's she's up and at him again so like it seems like they aren't afraid of the human characters getting shot but the effect of the weapons is purely like stun these are the nerf guns of <laughs> and they look like nerf guns i can't stand the <laughs> weapon designs these enormous no. blocks like an upper receiver that's the size of uh, an a4 piece of paper just most, monstrous guns, stupid guns. I also guns. have to
3: say, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably rate renegades gets higher if Resolute didn't
1: exist. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Real
0: adult G.I. Joe. Yeah, Rob yeah. rates my brother. What do you give this guy?
2: So, what do I give these episodes? So, I think the countdown for Zartan. I would probably give it. I mean i think it's a fun episode overall i like that it has a good start and finish um the lines are fun i like that zartans is a buffoon um it's very smartly written i think overall i probably give it out of five probably I, I, i'm gonna give it a three i think i think that's fair you know it's kind of like mid but it's not it's not bad i mean i i i got on board with it i enjoyed the action um and I'm excited to watch more. I mean, I have I have watched most of them. and Obviously, I'm going to watch. I, I'm excited to keep going. Renegades, I think it was an interesting concept and premise that they're kind of setting up. And I am curious to see where they're going to go with it. I think Toxo Viper dudes are... <laughs> it, it's, it's not my G.I. Joe. I think tech is more, more interesting when you, when you kind of, like, like, change that and mix that up and make that. That feels more Cobra to me than... than uh, Umbrella type, <laughs> risen evil, goop type monster things. Um, so I'm, I'm probably gonna give it a two and a half. We're, we're, we're gonna go straight down the middle with Ooh. this one and see Whoa. what happens. Wow, I it's, it's a start, it's interesting. I mean, but also at the same time, it's like, you, you, why did you apply these character characters at GI Joe to this world? You could have invented brand new characters and let it stand on its own legs as well. Mm. i think that's that's something you know like why did you have to make this gi joe and cobra so i i need to see more of that to to kind of figure out like why does it have to be gi joe and cobra in this completely different um configuration Mm. so yeah i'm i'm hedging my bets for now okay yeah sorry (laughs) sorry, sorry paul you know, no know. no
4: i'm just like okay man like you that's it's cool it's actually cool. <laughs> look yeah, we, cool haven't, had so
2: the fence, the we st-
0: haven't had the upset of the renegades episode surpassing the sunbow rating just yet that's that's yeah, something people are going to get an uproar about but Paul, could it be you
4: oh god <laughs> <laughs> okay so like i feel like they both get a solid four out of five Whoa. <laughs> mm. um, Yeah. I love that Countdown for Zartan is about sort of uh, defeating your enemy with uh, a mind game, which is quite fun. Um, And I love that uh, The Descent is just the complete opposite of that. It's action-packed with action that works. And it sets up everything pretty well, and it's a fun show. So, uh, And it definitely got me excited to watch the next episode. I mean, yeah. And I know you guys don't like the boxy guns, and, and it's the weirdest thing on paper by themselves i'm totally down with them i think they're great but when you put them on the shelf with other gi joes then i can't stand them because they do look funny but um they look funny I, I got, in the animation as, man they're
0: just i don't know as far
4: you know, <clears throat> as well they are that but i mean as far as they those go they are better than a lot of other shows boxy rectangles shooty shooty things so you know, I'm kind of still mean, with them. But hey, listen, it's four out of five. I take a Rob Liefeld gun over those.
0: I don't know. I'm the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Liefeld stuff is like over-designed. Um, I mean, it, uh, granted, like, uh, at least the they're consistent with this weapon design, like shot to shot, whereas Rob Liefeld's panel to it's, panel. It's a different gun each time. Yeah, But yeah, five out of, uh, four out of
4: five. Uh, not a five just because like little things like steve mentioned um earlier the the whole code naming thing that's such a cartoon thing um that stands out in a bad way in this show because there's so much great writing that bad writing stands out like a sore thumb so that just that did irritate me thankfully the code names are kind of an insult which you know is kind of much better than them just being like well, wow, Roadblock, you're so awesome. I'm going to call you Roadblock. It's more like, you know, like at least it was a bit of an insult and a low-key insult. So that's, that's it gets like kind of a half a point for that, sort of, but not enough to take it to half uh, to four and a half. It's four. It's a solid four out of five. Watch the show, people. And um, I've been seeing some comments um, coming through uh, with uh, why did they cancel it? Uh, was it the fan base that killed it? So here's the thing, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> um, cartoons like this uh, and shows like this as much as we as fans like to think we have power uh we don't um it's uh, it's horrible but we don't and you can even see that today with the netflix shows that have been canceled and how the fan base has done major outcries and then you actually see how many viewable hours um have gone out because that's what companies like netflix look at is like how many hours of the show has been viewed and they look at their metrics and they see if they're making enough money back i'm not telling you anything you don't know but anyway there it is um, <clears throat> this show didn't hit right to the demographic they were targeting it at, but it's okay because they still went into a second season, which means that things were probably good, you know, like they probably had good momentum. But from what I understand, it's actually a problem from Hasbro with the toy production and with the design of the toys and with the toy sales not being great. So it's actually because uh, from what I understand, it's the toy sales specifically of the Renegade sculpt figures that killed the show. So kids were just not buying the toys. And so they thought, okay, well, you know, this is the advertising for the toys. So we're just going to start advertising the toys to the kids. Yeah. So I believe that's the whole thing. Sorry. Yeah. We're uh, always the yeah. very,
0: very vocal, but very, very slim minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, we didn't kill it. Don't, don't worry guys. Uh, we're not to blame. So, I think Canton for Zartan is the perfect cartoon episode from the 80s. It has that bombast, very memorable characters doing extreme behaviors. Like, Spirit is extremely noble. So, so similarly, Storm Shadow is extremely noble. Zartan is a coward and he's underhanded. Like, they just paint these characters so vividly. We start with uh, an intrigue about an infiltration and a bomb being set inside a building. We end with a massive aerial battle, a Cobra base being blown up, and Storm Shadow very studly walking away from this, you know, these towering flames. Um, It's just, it's it's the quintessential G.I. Joe Sunbow cartoon. So I couldn't give it any less than a four. It allows for things to get better. It allows for things to kind of drop off a little bit when we're dealing with oversized fruit and vegetables, perhaps. <laughs> but this is, everything is within the bounds of reality, I think. Uh, well, you know, all, all the world's nations uh, collaborating on um, their, uh, their security, notwithstanding, of course. How are you going to get China to that table? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a four, four, four star show for me. And similarly the Renegades gets off to a good start. It's very indicative of its time. And that's not a bad thing because I find the writing and banter to be uh, believable and, and tight. Um, I, I get these characters, they're painted vividly enough, but also don't strain believability. So this is kind of a show that's catering to an older crowd. And I appreciate it for that. It, it acknowledges that yes, we're making kids cartoon, but we are so aware, of this small number of, of desperate clingers on these adults who've grown up with the brand and desperately wanted to stay with it. So it's, it's nodding to us all the time, and I appreciate it for that. So it's a three and a half stars for me or Yojo Koz. Nice. nice. And who else here loved how the animation style changed when they went into the darkness and Stalker was stalking Zartan? Mm-hmm. That is super so cool. Yeah, you don't see that in classic Sunbow every day. It gave Stalker a moment, which we so seldom get. But yeah, so it had it all.
4: I, I want to throw in some fun facts quickly just on both of these shows, uh, mm. just if you guys may. Uh, a fun yeah. fact and a theory. So the animation for the original uh, 80s Sunbow G.I. Joe was handled by Toy Animation. Uh, and those are the same, like, badasses who have done so many old-school animes and a- animation series that we love um, namely <laughs> uh, they did support work for Macross, which is also known as robotech for some people uh you know starblazers starios uh transformers uh the list goes on they've done so much stuff and that's why there's such a the, such a great anime-esque feel to a lot of those old 80s cartoons and then um just fast forward to renegades uh, I mentioned the awesomeness that is the character designer, but that whole show ironically was done in Canada.
1: <laughs>
4: so, which is not
0: sounds like a boot, my... right?
4: <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, listen, Canada has some of the best anime pro- uh, animation production studios in the world. Um, and it's really, really awesome. And, uh, yeah, but it's just ironic how like in my eyes, one of the best GI Joe series ever made, uh, is not made in America or <laughs> well, in the U S of it. Um, And uh, I think that's pretty cool, actually. And then another thing uh, that's also like something I would mention as well is if people want a G.I. Joe show, you know, in the future, like for something to do well in the future, the basic the trick is not to try and get Hasbro to try and convince Hasbro to do it. The trick is to actually make a show and do everything you can put all your own financial backing into it and make sure that Hasbro makes a lot of money from it. And then we could actually have the thing that we want. So, and this has been proven by the guy who did the Castlevania series. Uh, because he he did like, you know, he went and got his own budget for that and managed to turn Castlevania into something that made a lot of money for Netflix and did it the way fans wanted to. So
0: that's just something people thought, not guys. not how is. you do it, Paul. You release a massive blockbuster movie that everyone loves <laughs> about the titular character Snake Eyes awesome oh yes no man for
1: god we're in trouble in terms of
0: gi joe media we're in big trouble try and convince the suits (laughs) to put money uh yeah look guys if you are watching the youtube version of this turn on the live chat and you'll be treated to some insane code name uh shoehorn stories um yeah, so no, I, 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 need, I need to <laughs> screenshot the entire thread and and put it up somewhere because yeah the berg force is going to town <laughs> yeah i i've had myself on mute laughing
3: at all these those that names that's coming out no. <laughs> <laughs> good
0: boys i'm curious also what you guys thought of uh Mindbender his redesign and renovates <laughs> uh so mind in this is uh a, a techno dweeb, a kind of a very much the, the, the Zuckerberg era um, baddie. Think Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, perhaps, if you need a, a big screen analog. He's he's cool. He's got a cool haircut. He looks like he's in his mid 20s and he's responsible for all this illegal science. He's this, he's the, the, I suppose, the, the 2010s version of the mustache twirling evil scientist dude. Um, I, I don't like it because it doesn't. It isn't as comic book villainy as we're used to, but it works mm. for this resetting of GI Joe. If Cobra is indeed Big Farmer, of course they've got this this little Wunderkind, this yeah, Weasley character, yeah, like shit. being Doctor <laughs> Mindbender. He's not a, a wrestler with suspenders uh, and a cape. Unfortunately, he's not even a dentist. He's, he's not, not even he's a, a dental. <laughs> It's dull and it's annoying. I I want GI Joe to stomp his face. Hopefully they do.
1: But, that's the, but that's the
4: cool. But that's proof that he is still a great design, or at least written well. You know. He's I written also, well. Listen,
2: he's, it's kind of a boring design. He I mean, is a boring
4: design. A that's why kid. there's no
2: figure of him. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. No, true. Yeah.
4: No toy of him. I imagine we would have gotten a toy of Destro, but we can talk about that. We can speculate that on in future episodes. because Are there not- toys of bio-vipers? That's what I want to know. Ooh, so there's some controversy there. Um, mm. So they did the zombie vipers, right? And the zombie not vipers... A bio you know, viper. Not a bio-viper. <laughs> not a bio-viper. But it seems like those are meant to be like the fill-ins because I don't think Hasbro could do a bio-viper the way that it appeared on the show unless they made it like a vehicle. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's like, yeah, they, I just remember when I was buying my zombie vipers and I, I think it was uh, the, it's the dude that has what's on Joe mind. Um, his original blog. Yeah. He had a really great blog. Uh, I think it was called talking Joe. Uh, no, it wasn't talking Joe. Anyway, he was also talking about how he thinks that they could be a sit in for that. listen, I could be misremembering. It's a couple of years ago. Okay but I remember there being quite a lot of discussion on his tank and whatever's about how those could be the shoe ends or the fillers for the, the bio vipers. You know, so, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, we, that's, that's, that's the best I can give you right now. <laughs> um, yeah. There's so much cool stuff to talk about in these shows and I don't want to get it all out of uh, all arts in this one episode. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of great juice in, in those. Future we
2: apps. have a whole year ahead of us. We have a whole year ahead of cool us of so. Joe Media Entertainment. But well, I, I hope t-
0: talking a little bit about new shit—that's something that we haven't mm-hmm. spoken on. New shit, new shit. In a while, what you to do? Yeah,
2: it's been over a year since we did last spoke.
0: I know, Brian. Do you want to kick us off, man? Apart from the Sky striker, what else have you got? Uh, sure. My latest
3: Jared Joe thing I got. Actually, i have forgotten. I got uh, the of Slaughter. Ah, oh, nice. Um, that's I got so some, cool. some former stuff too, but that's probably not. Uh,
0: now, do <laughs> you keep the, the mini slaughter on card or do you pop that little guy out so he can hold him?
3: Uh, I'm keeping him on card and a lot of that stuff just goes into a ziplock bag, to be honest. I don't really need that.
0: Stuff.
3: It's cool, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really need it. I just I got him standing on my shelf with his uh, hands on his hips and, and looking tough. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the swagger stick and the the little mini stars just went into the bag. But uh, he's a good figure. I think classified's getting a lot better. Um I uh, uh, on my my channel is up full of a lot of griping about uh, classified when they got started. Um the last video I put up was just about you know fixing things that bother me. I don't think it bothers everybody. I think it's just my building the fix. But um they're better. I got uh stalker as well recently and Tomax um, they're they're definitely getting better. I like that the joints feel smoother and they actually come with uh, real world weapons now. And the okay, backpacks
0: the, the, the stay in the backs,
3: for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: Excellent. I, I get,
3: I get really frustrated about that stuff because I think that you know if they had this stuff nailed down tight in the 80s, uh, like four years ago now, they they should be able to do as good or better nowadays. So when they don't, it's like. I can do. uh,
0: but Brian, exactly. as we've seen with the retro O-rings, clearly all those processes, all that, all those magic ingredients, the. the I always talk about it in the sense of that Hasbro lost the recipe for original Coke. Like they can't replicate GI Joe as we know it. It's like every team that they like hire and then fire and then hire another team. And then like, (coughs) they start from zero and everyone has to build these figures up the best of knowledge uh, from the ground up. So that's why GI Joe is playing catch up with Marvel legends, for instance, in the, the six inch scale. Like, and they suddenly have to build the architecture for the backpacks afresh because, I mean, Marvel Legends don't need backpacks. So, yeah, lost I, agree. It, I,
3: I agree. I think that's a good analogy. And, yeah, I think uh, they just need people that know what they're doing, to, that they care about it. Um,
1: it
3: probably that there's – I think the creative people probably do care. That it's probably business stuff that's going on behind the scenes or cost-cutting and yeah and then the creative people get
0: fired because uh the, the company yeah, n- yeah. needs to look better on paper to the, the shareholders so right it's it. by cutting humans you guys might know more about this
3: but probably I think they do a lot of sort of you know independent contractor type stuff instead of having in-house people that, that know you know that they're mm-hmm. there for years and yeah you know, but they are they are getting better I think I just wish they didn't cost them but um, the yeah. that's that's what I got
0: it. Paul well, I know you've got some
4: new shit kicking around i did get some new shit it's so, like some cool exciting stuff so i uh, i'll start off with this one just because it's kind of uh, super recent uh i got a classified stalker and a classified uh crimson guard. uh the stalker you can actually catch my review and my thoughts of it on the youtubes uh the crimson guard will follow very shortly um because i've refined <laughs> refined it quite a bit um in terms and and also just to add to what Brian was saying, uh, yeah, I believe Hasbro definitely does outsource a lot of the actual toy design and the three D modeling and all that stuff, uh, which is why I often refer to it as the the design team or the Hasbro design team, not necessarily Hasbro directly. Uh, when I when I talk about you know when I when I try to compliment the people that were involved in the figures because they never get credited on the box, which is a damn shame. But anyway. Anyway, so that said, I got a very cool Stalker classified. I'm really, really loving it. It's the toy for me that just keeps on giving. Um, the CG is not that far behind it, but you'll catch all my thoughts on my re- in the review. And I got some vintage stuff, um, which uh, I got to close out last year with, but I only received it uh, early this year. And that is uh, version three Snake Eyes. Uh, that's the, the one with the cool neon swords uh I have had this figure before I still have it it's just that the one I had had a broken ankle you know and that really annoyed me and for a couple of years i had been trying to see if I could track down new legs for him um and I saw one for a really good price uh, online and I grabbed him locally so I'm really really happy to have a complete one and he has the bonus of having Budo's red sword which suits him so well actually it, it's great it, it hasn't left his hands it's kind of like the best weapon for him so that's been great uh you guys mentioned uh, heard me mention my addy viper earlier on in the episode so he's been fun he's a great new and interesting toy and what's been great about him is that i got a lot of his accessories with my um black major satan or red ninja uh, however you want to look at that he was bagged with so many accessories, and a lot of them are actually for this early viper. So that's kind of, uh, you know, serendipitous. And um, the third one on my list is Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat, uh, who is so great. Uh, it's it's just Jinx's body with Sonya's head, but it's a, a full-on black, uh, you know, outfit, uh, ninja tubby, ninja gear, however you want to look at it, gee um, or doggy, whatever um and yeah guys this face sculpt on this toy is incredible and i got some very cool plans for this toy uh i've spoken a little bit to steven and rob how i imagine the story going on for this character so now that i can speak about it on the show i can like now start hopefully activating some of those plans and last but certainly not least uh all the way from steven um and for christmas i got myself talking battle commander's cobra commander and he's so great and this is how great he is. <laughs> his backpack still works. It's so cool. So this was a really nice surprise. Thank you again, Steve. And yeah, so I finally have this guy in my collection for the first time ever because I've never had him. <laughs> Everybody around me always had him. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. You're welcome, Michael so cool new You're shit.
1: <laughs>
0: he doesn't say there's a snake in his boot, though. <laughs> there's a <in> my boot. <laughs> You'll never know. I mean the, the sound chip technology of nineteen ninety-two or even earlier. It's so so fun to hear how things have have changed and how like like kids toy like infant toys, the sound chips are incredible. I'm listening to like tunes, I'm like, man, I had hi-fives that didn't put out the kind of sound quality that this yeah. stupid bear is doing. Anyway, um on the topic of kids' toys. So last week. Got a cardboard box that allegedly contains the Haslab Sky Striker. I don't know. Maybe it's just plastic shavings. Maybe we'll never find out. But in addition to that, and Paul, you're gonna love this. Mm-hmm. Elliot is obsessed with Hot Wheels cars. Or any diecast cars for that matter. Yay! And now it's it's a very exciting time because he's finally dexterous enough. You know, his fine motor skills are good enough for him to be able to manipulate these cars and race them around dude we are tearing up shopping malls public pools everywhere there's a ledge any wall he can ride these along like we are having epic hot wheels races throughout the world and it is amazing like like dadding is starting to get really good in fact i had to mute my microphone just now because i could hear the sweet sounds of a hot wheels car being ridden uh along the door that's that's just behind me i'm like yeah that's my boy so yeah we got some new hot wheels some fr- some fresh vehicles um i always drive the batmobile he always drives a red sports car because i guess it's the lightning mcqueen effect and occasionally when kim can deign to do so she drives this thing called uh, track manga this green yes, manga manga yeah. love it very so cool cool car and we've discovered on amazon prime a Hot Wheels stop-motion animation show called Hot Wheels City. Oh, yes!
4: It's
1: so, yes! It's so Dude, good. If
0: you, if you love play motion, like this is a, and Stop Motion for that matter, this is a professionally produced Hot Wheels endorsed show. And it's just cars, cars, cars all day. I've suddenly developed a love for like the more off the wall designs that are very mm. toyetic and very Hot Wheels-ish. Because like typically like you, Paul, I've always gravitated towards the cars that look like the real thing with hmm. very detailed realistic paint works now I'm like oh give me the fun stuff man give me the wacky stuff with like translucent panels awesome I've got and my like, fair
4: share of those I mean I've got a wheels. toaster
0: it's so cool I've got like a little toaster <laughs> yes. and I've got a hot dog on wheels I've got a few Dude, of those they like, really they fun. dispatch a giant uh, ape using the toaster and the hot hot dog uh, cars Like, this show is so cool. You need to catch a bit of it. But uh, in terms of vintage G.I. Jonas, can anyone tell me what the hell the slam is meant to be? I think it's fun, but yeah. So it's been suggested online that it's like a two-seater porta potty. You can kind of stare (laughs) lovingly into your your, uh, friend or partner's eyes while you drop it like it's hot. That's why I have... um, Falcon and Outback not looking at each other. They are deliberately like... <laughs> you know, <I> got that. <laughs> Don't knock eyes, man. I, 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 can't, I can't do it when you're, when you're staring at me. <laughs> but yeah, man, this thing is all kinds of weird. It looks like it's sculpted to be on train tracks because it's got these little like, sculpted wheels. roller wheels, yeah. but it's got the dumbbell wheels as well. There was obviously a, a course direction somewhere in its history to make it a static or, or semi-mobile otsuori piece because it's strange I've never liked the four barrels like clustered into one housing, I've never liked the little red missiles that are going to burn your occupant's arms off Um, a hidden feature which I did not know about, well okay, it's got a tow hook which suggests to me obviously which kind of hammers home the point that it is supposed to be self-propelled and not supposed to be towed which is so weird because when I first saw it I was like, oh it's a towable weapon system like like a, a hell or a whirlwind. No, no, guys. This thing does the towing. Weird. What? And then no. the leveling legs that slide out very yeah, loosely, weird. I may I add. They are weird because they don't angle the, the foot pads downwards yeah, at no, all. It's odd. It's I also have that problem with mine. I was like, strange. what the hell is that design? You know? But I do like uh, the, the instrument stickers being unique mm. on both sides. That's kind of cool. That's a lot color. Yeah, look, you can't go wrong with the the, the OD green. Or this tends more towards the Havoc green, which is is cool. I think they make for good buddies. But Mm -hmm. uh, once again, you can't get it to tow. I mean, look, in the comic books, they had an APC towing this thing, which is a double fault because the APC doesn't have a tow hitch. A tow hitch? -hitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this thing isn't meant to be towed. It's meant to do the towing. So it's all kinds of weird. But I'm glad I have it. It's a... It was a, a very cheap pickup, uh, local seller on Facebook Marketplace. So I just I drove and picked it up, hoping to to to, to to make a new Joe Bro. But no, this guy's actually just selling off his brother-in-law's old toys. Oh, I didn't no. ask what happened to the brother-in-law. Um, whoopsie. But yeah, he's got a Night Raven and a few other things, a Havoc as well, incidentally. But I've got those oh, boxes cool. ticked.
4: Very nice. Yeah, and
0: that's me. I'm glad
4: you Rob. got a slam. Need to ask,
0: buddy?
2: No, nothing new on my end. I, I enjoy Boo! the toys I own.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should uh, tell us about which one's finding its way to your hand week to week.
1: Oh. That could be a fun section. Maybe we'll
0: situation. do that next time. I, I don't know All if in. you uh, want to dive into a YouTube comments thread from last uh, session. Is there one oh, that uh, jumped
2: out to you? tons of really great ones, but I, 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 I always seem to gravitate to the funny ones. Um, Derek mm-hmm. Falk, <laughs> a bunch of drunk dudes playing with priceless 80s action figures. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> and the bar, who was our guest on the show, was like, I was not drunk. I only had one beer. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, man. But lots of great responses, though. I mean, like, really detailed responses, actually, um, in regards to uh, the 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 comics themselves, as well as like um, Jim Shooter and um, the skies some comics on the Sky Striker, even even then. So mm. definitely worth checking out the entire comic uh, comic book section, comment section.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. incidentally, I I did check
2: out that Jim
0: Shooter podcast. Um uh, mm, Good. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, Jim doesn't agree with larry on the the the, the point that larry always makes that he was the last person they asked Mm. jim was like no it was one of the first people we asked i just watched
3: that too it was it was fantastic i love that
0: interview yeah very cool smart man man he was involved in marvel at the age of 13 he wrote a spider-man story for stan lee and stan was like yeah keep writing you're my we'll, man. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be publishing the the, the stories of a 13 year old here. Team you'll up be with my boss. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you can tell a veteran artist uh, what stories to to, to to draw. I mean, that must have been an interesting power relationship. Yikes. Yeah, he was he <laughs> was, uh, I think he was 26
3: when he was running things there, and uh, yes, wow. editor. What am I
0: Edir-
1: Edir-
0: doing with my life? <laughs> 26. Insane. Yes, so once again, Talking Joe has the skinny on Jim Shooter and all his Joe and non-Joe related stories. Uh, he's a fascinating guest. And for an older fella, his mind is still sharp as attack. So it's a oh, pleasure hell to listen yeah. To. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. All right, boys, I think it's time we wrap up on episode two hundred and eighty-three. Oh, by the way, if you are of an aviation bent and you see that the runway inclusion in the Haslab Skystriker has runway eight three on it, you know all too well that no runway in the world could be called runway eight three. Anyways, why he asks? Because there That's are points like... on the points on the compass. So, okay. and you always drop the the zero. So, like runway one eight is 180 degrees which is due south uh-huh uh, runway 01 would be straight ahead d- due north so 83 like there isn't like 830 doesn't exist on a
2: oh i suppose it could it be 18, you just keep going around 80
0: 83 degrees is just <laughs> it's just north of of east Okay, sorry. Well, there you go. Stress, Steven. Stress that from the record. Oh, I don't know what no, I'm talking Steven. about. Uh, hey, but
4: I learned something new today, so thank you for it.
0: But Face69 is shaking his head. He's like, nah. He's it like, nah. Matter. He's like,
4: oh, God. You
0: can call your runway Dave if you want. <laughs> 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 Guys, I'd like to thank uh, on behalf of GI Joeberg Brian. Thank you. Dude, pimp your channel. Oh, get, you so much. get it in there. Well, a thank bit you about for Transfix. having
3: me on. Yeah, TransFix on uh, YouTube, and I also have an Instagram, which is uh, just pictures of things, mostly of you know, comparison side-by-side stuff um, and little fixes that I don't show on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to do some more shorts and things like that, just playing around. Um, it's, yeah, it's just it's just because uh, when I was a kid, I used to you know, hack up my <laughs> toys and try to fix them. Um, I know there's people that do it better out there, but uh, this is just kind of the and dirty type of fixes. So, uh, yeah, TransFix is... Channel, and word to so the
0: wise, uh, you want to tap on the channel that has Cup as its avatar. Because if you type transfixed into YouTube, you might find some interesting <laughs> <laughs> alternate uh, suggestions. But yes, the link to the channel is also in the description below. So scroll down and hit that link, baby. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. We've had a great time. Awesome. Hell yeah. And I guess there's only one thing left to do to tie a a nice ribbon in this episode, and that's a a hearty Yo Joe! And thanks to our Patreons. (laughs) Oh yeah! (laughs) There they are. Boom! Thanks guys. Your three Plus dollars a month. Keep the lights on in G.I. Joe Book HQ. Keep us in fresh toys and keep us from questioning what the hell we're doing. Stealing time away from our family to agonize over. Should I have Zartan I drop the detonator Absolutely. before oh. or after he takes the punch? Mm.
2: My mm. grand really misses me at midnight on Sunday. <laughs> 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 really Let's crazy. get out of here, boys and girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bingo <due laughs> In
0: a brief two weeks Where we'll be rotating back to a classic Comic book issue And a slightly less classic comic book issue But in the interim If you're listening to this and you've gotten this far Guess what, here's some inside scoop We will be debuting A brand new for 2023 play motion This next weekend
1: Wow Stay we tuned for details
2: Yeah
0: We will be doing a live event in the lead-up for it because it does does add a new segment to or new new chapter, I should say, to a very old storyline, an unresolved storyline. So we're going to be doing some callbacks and some call forwards, and I'm very pleased with it. I think it's got a a heady mix of character development and intrigue and, obviously, action. And the most important thing of all is the big... Finale was shot the three G.I. Joe big members all together at long last. It's all kinds of history in the making. So don't miss it. Uh, a brief, I suppose, as of release of this, a brief five days away. So soon. We're out. Yo, Joe. Bye. Uh, Joe. Berg, 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 berg,
1: berg,